Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by our latest obsession, Pain Cakes. Pain Cakes are the revolutionary cold pack that stick to you so you can stick to your routine. Whether you're pounding the pavement as a runner like me or you're tackling the clutter as a professional organizer like Christine, Pain Cakes has got you covered. Pain Cakes comes in three sizes and can be used again and again. We both keep them in our freezers. And when we feel an ache or a pain, you just stick them on your body. You can do it a hundred times. It's all the benefits of using a cold pack, but no downtime. Find pancakes at pain-cakes.com or at thousands of retailers nationwide. Welcome to Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast urging you to let it go and don't look back with nationally acclaimed professional organizer, Christine Stone and self-proclaimed hot damn mess radio and TV personality, Eden Kindle. Welcome, everybody, to Uncluttered and Unfiltered. We have a special guest we'll be introducing you to shortly. And I, if I say her name right now, you're going to think I'm being mean, but it's it's the handle she has given herself. And we'll introduce you to Amy in just a moment. Fat to fit Amy P is what she goes by on Instagram. You're going to meet her and, and hear her story. It's so inspiring. Yes. But first of all, how was your weekend, Christine? I know you did a little girl time. Well, no well, couples time. It actually. was actually couples time. And um, I don't do resolutions. We've talked about this before because I don't believe they last past, you know, a few weeks. So my intention was to reconnect with old friends. And so we went and met two other couples that we haven't seen in probably 20 years. Nice. And had the absolute best time. So you went out of town for this. You went to yes. the uh, the panhandle. Yes. Yes. And it was so relaxing oh. and fun catching up. And it was like no time had passed. So I highly recommend if you have any intentions, um, maybe trying at least one thing. I'm just so glad I actually finally did it. We had been talking about this for years and finally did it. So well worth it. Great seeing old friends and, um, but back and ready, ready to talk about quite a few things. We have a lot to talk about. And one thing I am going to mention while I was off having cocktails, you were running a race and came in second, which to me, I'd be embarrassing the first place person because I'd be running around going, I came in second. I came in second. <laughs> but anyway, I, I admire you. Well, I think that's amazing. Thank and you. It's an bravo. Age, group, age group second. So we're not talking about me out there beating all of the other women in this. I beat the women in the fit. I came in second. I didn't beat the whole way. I came in second place in my age group, which is 55 to 59. I'm sorry. Yeah. 55 to 59 is the age group I'm in. Uh, so at the tender age of 57, I like to say I beat some 55 year right. olds. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yeah. It was a half marathon. There was also a marathon and, and it's a local race that is actually nationally acclaimed. It's a marathon for breast cancer, the cure, the awareness, right. the whole deal. And it's a very inspiring and exciting event. So I was really happy to once again participate in that. Um, and that oh, just tells you what you do on the weekends and what I'm doing. Very different, very, <laughs> very different, different weekends, but that's okay. That's yes. what makes this the most kind of, yes. the most fun. One thing I came across uh, before we bring Amy on, I wanted to share this with you because I love it so much. An article I read today, and I found out that you also saw this, that folks in their twenties 
have decided that the hot new bedtime is 9 p.m. And they call it old person's bedtime. (laughs) Old person's bedtime, 9 p.m. They're starting to recognize that sleep actually makes you feel better. Wow, what a concept. I wonder what other things that we have been saying and beating our drum to that they're going to pick up. I went to bed last night at nine o'clock. So I have to say I've known this little secret for a very, very long time. And I think sleep helps you, your body recuperate. I, whether you've been traveling, whether you're sick, whether you work out, whatever it is, sleep helps your body go into a different phase. So you can just relax catch up on your sleep and you feel so much better the next morning. There are so many problems that seem so earth shattering the night before a good night's sleep. And then the next day, everything sorts itself out or you are better prepared to sort it out. So I think that it's great that they are learning. (laughs) They're learning our old people's secrets. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Let's bring in our guest right now. You've actually um, heard her voice on our podcast before when she called in with a story. This is Amy Pattinson, and Amy is a school teacher. She is incredibly fit to look at, and you'll be able to go over to our social media and see her. But we had... It's funny when someone says to you, oh, call me fat to fit Amy P. That's my Instagram name. The first thing you think is I can't refer to you as fat. How can I possibly do that? So welcome to Uncluttered and Unfiltered, Amy. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We're happy to have you. And you've been listening for a long time and we appreciate you for that. You called in one day. We asked the question, what is something that you had done in your 50s that you really never thought you would do? And you said that you lost how much weight? I lost 70 pounds. 70 and, pounds. Yeah, and be got in the best shape of my life. And I just never would have thought, never would have expected it. So why is it okay for you to call yourself fat to fit Amy? Because I think that there are some words that are supposed to be trigger. We, we talk right. about this all the time, like what we're allowed to say anymore. Yeah, I think it was, it's important for me to, well, first of all, what I ended up doing when I was 70 pounds heavier was I needed to lose fat. You, there's a difference between losing weight and losing fat. And- the problem with chronic disease and going in as you get older and everything is that you have fat. And so if you're overweight, you need to get rid of fat. And I think growing up as a child, my I grew up in a house that everyone was pretty much overweight and we just didn't eat well, but we weren't allowed to say the word fat, which I think just bred into a, a denial. Like when you're really heavy, you can you can blame it on your age. You can blame it on your hormones. You can blame it on everything and, and deny what it really is. And for me to get healthy, I had to take some responsibility in in accepting that I was the reason that I was 70 pounds overweight and I had to call it what it is. I, I, I refuse to now live in a, in a pretend world. I'm very authentic about it. I'm not ashamed of it. Fat is actually something that protects your body. It, it, it takes all the excess stuff that we put into our bodies, the toxins and everything, and it stores it away from your organs. So fat is been vilified, but ultimately your body is creating a safe haven for you to not, destroy your organs with the fat, but the excess is going to do damage long-term. So I just call it what it is. And that is what it is. So I don't, I don't make any apologies for that either. So when I was fat, I had a life as fat Amy for years, 15 years. And now I refer to myself as fit Amy, which I'm equally as proud of, but I don't want to forget fat Amy. I don't want to forget where I was because I'm not going back there. 
Okay. Gosh, I love this. So, the, so, so fascinating. And, and to that's going to get to a question that I know Christine has, which is about sustainability. But let's talk first about 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 what this conversation is not going to be. And it is not going to be to shame anybody. It is not going to be to make anyone feel like they have to go out and start deadlifting hundreds of pounds Correct. or. For sure, because right. we know I'm not doing that. Right. So we want everyone to understand that what we're doing here is we're taking something that is an important health aspect and explaining it in ways that everybody, no matter where you are, no matter where you are, you can you can at least get something from this conversation. So, so as I mentioned, if somebody were to see you right now, you've got these lovely rounded shoulders, gorgeous, gorgeous arms, chiseled, Thank you. And, and that is from very hard work, but- It's the overall health benefits that you strive for when you say we should be doing what? Eating a certain way, exercising a certain way. So how does it happen? Well, and I will say that when I started this journey, I really did. We, especially women in their fifties are just, we're so brainwashed by diet culture. We've been on all the diets. We've tried them all and they're all based on calorie restriction. And ultimately that just doesn't work. And but I, but we're all manipulated. You, you go on a diet to lose weight and we've all done it successfully because you've restricted your calories, but then you come off the diet and you've changed no habits and you've changed, you haven't improved anything over the quality of food that you're eating and things like that. So ultimately you gain it back. And I did that for years and I was just tired of being on the yo-yo. I was so tired of not liking myself physically, not liking looking in the mirror and not feeling good. I was, I had all that. I had plantar fasciitis. I had restless leg. I was definitely pre-diabetes and I had the tingling in my feet. Like everything was very uncomfortable. It was even uncomfortable just to get dressed for work. And I'm thinking, I'm think, feeling all this at like 48 and I'm like, wow. this cannot be how this second half of my life rides out. So, um, yeah, I think that losing, so ultimately I just wanted to lose the weight so I could feel good about myself. I had no idea I would put on the muscle that I did or get the definition that I did. I didn't know that part of it was going to be part of the process. And I didn't know I would feel as good as I do. Like I feel like it, it used to bother me my age when I would turn an age a year older. And now I just turned 53. I, in January, I, it didn't even phase me. And that was like just an amazing feeling. So really it's all about feeling good. It's about caring about your body. It's about caring about what you put in your body so that you can live the healthiest version of your life for the rest of your life, you know, and it's not, there's nothing to go back. If you can change your lifestyle, as far as giving up processed foods, that's really the, the key to it is giving up the processed foods, which the food industry honestly makes us addicted to. But ultimately, you have to come to terms with that and you have to decide, I, I got to beat this. So I'm going to play the devil's advocate a little bit here. So with the drugs like Ozempic and Wagovi and all these, you know, drugs. So what is it, how is it different if someone says, well, I want to do that to kickstart it or let me get skinny first and then I'll do that. Oh, there's, there's the inner phone. Alarms. I always have an alarm set for something. I wonder what it was. I wonder where I'm supposed to be right now, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere but here. But yeah, I, that's a great question though, because it is so in the public eye right now. And available. And yes. available. Yes. And it, it is the trend in it. And what saddens me about it is that Ozempic absolutely works. It will let you lose weight very quickly. It is a profound appetite suppressant. 
However, you're going to lose muscle. You're going to lose muscle faster than you're going to lose fat. I've seen that a lot yes. too. And that's damaging, especially for women over their fifties, where we naturally lose one to three um, percent of our muscle mass when we're not using it. So if you're just an idle, you know, cat don't not very active, you're usually losing one to three percent of your muscle mass every year. So what Ozempic does in the semi-glutide other brands. Right is it destroys your muscles. It breaks your muscle down. And so, yeah, you're going to get smaller and the scale is going to say what you want to say and your clothes are going to get fit better, but you're going to lose what foundationally makes up your body. And that's why, I don't know if you've heard about the Ozempic face. And Ozempic butt. Yeah. And I, that, that to me would turn me off because <laughs> yeah. my butt's already gone way down south. What's Ozempic <laughs> face though? I don't, well, you just, lose your fat. It, you lose, you're losing the muscle tone in your face. So oh, you're, it's, oh. And you're just kind of left with like this sagging fat and you actually um, can become fatter on the inside. You may not look fatter, but you're losing so much more muscle than fat that your proportions or your percentages of fat to your, to your um, muscle, to your fat percentages are off and you're actually inside fatter. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not a long-term solution. I don't rec, I would never recommend it. Cause I just, I have proven myself. You can do it naturally. Like I've done all of this with, it, it takes time. It takes consistency and, but, it, and it takes a desire to want to do it, but I would not give anything for the fact that I proved myself. I could do this naturally. Right. And it's a, just an affirming thing. It makes you confident. It makes you feel better. Like, I don't think I've ever been this confident in my life. Like if I, I was thinking about this before I came in here, just looking over my whole life to be like 53 and feel the best I've ever felt in my life and about myself. It's just like astonishing. Was there a rock bottom point? Yes. What was it? It was, um, I, I just remember I had just for 15 years, I can just remember 15 years of just slowly putting on, you know, four to five pounds a year, but it just adds up. And you look in the mirror one day and you're just like, or you look in the mirror a lot of days and you're just like, what I'm, this is out of control, but you know, again, you have, you can make an excuse for anything. And I, and I don't want that to sound harsh, but I had to come to terms with that. But my mother was sick. I took care of her. I have a special needs brother that came to live with me after she passed and all of those things I could say, that's why I was eating fast food. And that's why I was eating on the run and all of that. And you are under stress, under stress. And I can blame all those things, but ultimately I still made those choices And that's the hard part. That's the part you have to face. But once I did that, which I did probably six months into my program after I lost 40 pounds, I started really going, okay, it's time to really figure out why you put on all that weight, you know? And so I had to become really responsible and take radical responsibility for where I was at. Wow. So I want to uh, defer to Christine with some more of her questions. And then I have a few more myself, but Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by Hearts for Minds. Hearts for Minds is encouraging you to use your sidewalk to motivate others for Mental Health Awareness Month. Help break down the stigma of mental illness, spark conversation, and maybe just make somebody's day a little sweeter. It's easy. Grab some chalk and write inspirational messages and pictures on your sidewalk. Snap a photo and share it online by tagging Hearts for Minds on Instagram. And use the hashtag Chalk It Up for Life. That's Chalk It Up, the number four, and life. Let's chalk it up for mental health. Visit Hearts for Minds. That's Hearts 
the number four and minds.org to learn more. Go ahead. Well, I'm interested after looking at your Instagram, I am fascinated by what people eat protein wise, because I've been eating a lot more protein and cutting out sugar basically anyway. Mm -hmm. um, And so what do you eat? Like, what does a day with Amy look like in the morning, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and do you snack in between? That's a great question. So part of my program is I do a lot of fasting. So I'm, it's rare that I eat three meals a day. I just don't feel like I need them. Um, and I definitely don't snack. So is it like keto? It's, it's keto friendly. It's just that keto is very high fat Uh and uh, moderate protein and low carb. I'm more high protein Mm -hmm. and it's just what works for me. It's, it's going to be different. I still eat healthy fats. Um, and I get my carbs from vegetables and fruits. I'm not a big, I'm not a big processed carb. Like I don't do breads and pasta and things like that. I can, I don't feel like, I feel like I'm so metabolically healthy now that I certainly can eat that, but I'm enjoying the heck out of what I'm eating. Like I'm just enjoying the heck out of just the the protein and the whole food. So what do you eat? So let's take us through today, the plan, because I know you have a plan. Planning for you is a big part of it. Planning is a big part of it. So I typically, I I won't eat in the morning. Um, I'll go do my workout at five in the morning and wow. then I, and I love working out fasted. It's just, um, cause when you haven't got, if you go a certain amount of time, um, around 15 hours of fasting, uh, growth hormone will release and you can just you power through your workouts and it's amazing. So I love doing that. So I don't usually eat. And then I go to school right after I get done working out and showered and changed and all I get to school about six 30 and literally teaching a fourth grade class. I don't have a second to myself. So it's so easy for me to power through or I'm not even powering through. I'm just busy. I don't even think about food. And so when I get home, usually around three 30, somewhere between three 30 and five, I will make a lovely dish of either salmon or grass. Wait, you didn't eat lunch. I didn't eat lunch. Hmm. I just go right through that. And and that's not for everybody, but I, I, that's just, it works for me. And so I'll eat grass fed steak or um, some grass fed burgers. And then I usually put it on a salad or sometimes I'll just eat an avocado with it and some eggs. Sometimes I'll just do all protein and fat. And then usually like on the weekend, I'll do more of, you know, I may have breakfast once in a while, but mostly I'm going to go until like one or two o'clock and have lunch. And again, it's going to be a steak. It's going to be veggies and um, it's just going to be uh, whole foods, which is what I love to eat. So I have one other question. So what about the woman out there that's listening that isn't staying busy all day? She's retired. Um, she works maybe just part time because I find when I'm home, it's harder not to keep opening that refrigerator door. I mean, yeah, that's a great question too. Well, and, and fasting is not for everyone. Like fasting lifestyle, you have to build that. You have to start kind of ground zero and you start with a little intermittent fasting and then you can go longer and longer. But I'm not suggesting that that's for everyone. I do believe in it for fat loss and I do believe in it for healing your body and just giving your body a break. But um, if you're if you're not busy, the, the thing I would encourage you to do is learn more about what snacking does to your body. And the reason we get fat is not from calories. It's from insulin. And when, no matter what you eat, it doesn't matter what macro it is. If you eat carbs or fat or protein, when you eat something, your spikes, your insulin. And what we typically do and what 
we are blessed with abundance here in our country. So we've kind of become accustomed just eating whenever we want to eat. Right. So grazing, grazing all day. And I mean, I've done it for years, right? You're not even hungry. You're not even thinking about hunger anymore. You're just eating because it's there. But that just keeps your insulin high all the time. And so you have this excess of insulin in your blood, which ultimately is going to get stored as fat because your body can't use all that insulin. But every time you eat, you're releasing more and more insulin. And so that's why you end up with a fat problem. Okay. So so here's what I want to do I want to take the other side of it and say, because you have been very adamant that this is not for everyone. Fasting is not for everyone. And in fact, I've heard you say that it's not the only way to go. It's more important what you're eating, right? And what you're not eating than when, as far as not when you're eating, because I know you're saying don't be the snacker all day long, but the workouts that you're doing, you're putting on muscle, but that's not to say that everybody who goes for a life change like this is going to come out looking muscular, right? It's not easy to put on muscle. It's not easy to put on muscle. And I'm a very consistent, I'm very consistent. I mean, I'm almost, almost, almost two years into this and I haven't missed a day at the gym yet. And that's not for everyone. I am extreme for sure. That's what I was going to say. You know, a lot of people, when you're extreme, the sustainability after you're done with looking great and losing all the weight. That's what I think people struggle with. Then they're like, I'm going to have those French fries just today. I'll go back, you know, and then it's just like the snowball effect. Yeah. You know, so what is the sustainability like just keeping it high, 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 high the whole time of what I think, I think it's just, I personally love the gym. Like I find it to be a very mentally, uh, a place to just, relax, almost relax, you know, and I love challenging myself. And I feel like going through this transformation, I really just discovered who I was, which I think this is who I'm supposed to be. Like, I feel like I could have been an athlete all of this time, but that just wasn't the road that either my parents pushed me or I pushed myself. It just, I accepted just traditional roles of what a girl was supposed to do. But now I feel so comfortable doing this. But as far as sustainability, the thing about fasting that I encourage people to do is, it, I understand it's not for everyone. It's, it's a mental thing. Like you have to think that you can do it. I, when I called my coach and signed up for this, the first thing I told him was I'm a lost cause. I I'm addicted to food and I don't think you can help me, but I am tired of feeling this way. This is my last shot. Cause I was either going to decide that I was going to be fat and just be fat or I was going to do something about it. I was very tired of waking up every Monday morning and starting a new diet. And then like Monday afternoon, something bothered me. So I ate something and I blew it, but I did that for years, you know, and I was just so tired of wanting to be better, but not doing enough about it. So I told him I was a lost cause. I was addicted to food. I don't think I can do this, but simply what I did was by getting accountable with somebody else, because I'd already given up on my own ability to be accountable to myself. I was now paying someone to help me be accountable and it, it worked like the competitiveness in me came out and I never wanted to, to fail at whatever my challenge was. And I started off with a 15 hour fast or a 16 hour fast and it slowly got more and more. But what it proved to me was I can control, I'm not addicted to food. I can control food. And so then you start opening yourself up to all the mental uh, positivity that comes with that. And when you, when I realize that I can control this, then I take it a step further and realize what I need to look at food as something to fuel my body, 
not something to just abuse because it's there. Like I want to use it to fuel my body, to make me not have chronic disease, to make me not have diabetes, to make me have muscle. So that when I am older, I look at the sweet little ladies in the gym and I'm just like, you know, they are precious, but I don't want to be that. I mean, they're like, some of them are starting at 70, which is great, but you've got a long way to go. You know, like you're not going to necessarily get the muscle. So I feel like the timing was just right for me and um, for sustainability. So fasting, to get back to your question, fasting is um, free. It doesn't require any time other than, you know, it, you would, it's amazing how much more productive your life became, which that was something because prior to that, when you're planning three meals a day or you're, you're either thinking about it, you're preparing them or you're going to the store to buy them. And you can eliminate a lot of that and just become a lot more productive. There's a lot of mental clarity that comes with fasting and all that. So the fasting part is just understanding that you can eat whenever you want. You don't, you're not denying yourself anything. You're just delaying it. The food is still going to be there. So if you can get your mindset around that, like I'm not missing out by just delaying a few hours of eating. So if you can get your mindset around that, then fasting is becomes fairly easy. And then um, this food choices, we don't ask you to restrict. We don't want you to restrict anything. If you want to eat sugar and carbs, you can, Mm -hmm. but you have to understand that there's a, there's a consequence to that. But sugar. So for me, I found out that was a huge, huge trigger for not, not waking, but just feeling like crap. Yes. I mean, just, and so I did the whole elimination and then I figured it out on my own that sugar was just, I mean, I broke out. I I mean, I couldn't sleep well, my stomach hurt. I mean, you name it. Um, so I think sugar is a big problem for a lot of people because you like ice cream, you you know, in the holidays come around and it's your birthday and, you know, high sugar drinks, you know, alcoholic drinks and, it was hard, but when you start to feel better, like you yes. said, it means everything. So I think really eliminating, finding out what is causing the inflammation, what is causing you to feel so bad after you eat, because yes. it's always right after you eat something. Like everyone was eating donuts the other day. I said, those look so good. I could eat that whole box. But if I eat just even a bite, I will feel so bad mm-hmm. afterwards. It's just not worth not it guilty, anymore. But physically bad. Physically bad. Yeah. Physically bad. Yeah, and that's because sugar, along with um, processed carbs, create that insulin. You're gonna your glucose is gonna spike, but then it comes crashing down, and that's when you feel tired, and that's when you immediately usually think I need more sugar, or you reach for the diet coke, or you reach for whatever it is that's gonna pump your energy back up. But it starts that roller coaster for the entire day. So that's a big thing with when you do eat breakfast. If you eat a sweet breakfast, which a lot of breakfast is cereal, waffles, pancakes. pancakes toast, all of those things, you're starting your roller coaster first right. thing in the morning. And you're on that all day up and down. And, and when I was fat Amy, like I drank diet Coke like crazy to get me through the day. Cause I, I didn't realize it at the time, but right. my, I'm on the roller coaster. So I'm just drinking diet Coke after diet Coke, which is also creating more insulin and also 
putting toxins in your body, which then blocks the receptors that the insulin needs to, to get in, to put the glucose in the cells, your cells are full. They're, they like, when you have a, pro, a highly processed diet, your cells are just full. There's nowhere for the insulin to go. And that's what causes the, the storage of the fat. Wow. What this you, has been fascinating. It is fascinating. What do you say to somebody listening right now? Who's like, this is a lot. She seems way too motivated for me. Not, <laughs> not a lifestyle that I could jump right into. Is there, is there a halfway? Is there a, is it, of or course. is it all or nothing? No, it's not all or nothing. And that's, that's the great thing about this is again, I'm two years in, but we have clients that have just started and we've got clients that are wrapping up a little over a year and a half, but it, it all starts off slow. And my big thing is keep it simple. And that's all I did. I listened to my coach. I executed. I didn't try to overthink it. I needed to upgrade my ingredients. I did it one ingredient at a time. I didn't clean out my whole pantry. I didn't clean didn't? out the whole refrigerator. I, I couldn't, I was no longer willing to be overwhelmed by trying to lose weight. I needed to make it as simple as possible. And there's nothing more simple than, than fasting. Cause you just don't, you drink water, black coffee, unsweet tea, and for you just don't eat food for a few hours. And if you really think about it, like a lot of times that we think we're hungry, are you really hungry or are you bored or mm -hmm. are you nervous or are you stressed? You know, if you really think about that. So um, I, I took it very slow. And even the first two months, I didn't even do gym workouts. I just walked. And because I was overweight and I needed to like kind of slow into it. But then once you start getting those results, very naturally, which again, I'm very proud that I just did it very naturally. Like, I think that's huge in diet culture because it, it's such a, it's such a negative culture out there to, to restrict and to just be hard on yourself and, and try to do it as fast as possible. And the other key to my success was just being patient and just enjoying that process of losing the weight, knowing I'm doing it. What else am I going to do? Am I going to, I'm two months in maybe I was down 15 pounds, but but what else am I going to do? Am I going to go back to eating processed food? You know, like the, it became very clear to me that this was the way forward as far as being very thoughtful about my food choices. And I, I, I wanted to keep going in this direction, not go back in that direction. What, what are some of the benefits? Let's talk muscle right now, because as we age, you already have said that we lose a few percentage points of our muscle mass regularly. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the other reasons why we need to be thinking about not just going for walks, even though that is a fantastic start, but maybe, yes. you know, picking up some weight here and there. Well, you want to, first of all, building muscle is hard. And for a lot of ladies, a lot of ladies feel like, uh, first of all, we're so much stronger than we think we are. So, uh, a lot of clients will pick up, like they'll do 10 pounds or 15 pounds and I know there's so much they're capable of doing more, but it that's a mental thing that you kind of have to prove to yourself. But I have to interrupt there. If you're over 50, I'm 61. I mean, what if you have like low back problems or you have neck issues? You can't you can't just go in at, you know, 20 no. pounds. I mean, no, you, you, you can't, but you can progress to that. Point. Right. You shouldn't still be doing a 10 pound dumb, dumbbell 12 weeks in if you're not feeling a burn that tells you, you know, something you're, you only are going to build muscle. If you break, if you tear it down, break it down and you have to, if you're not feeling a burn and rep 12 is just as easy as rep one, you're really not doing anything. It's good that you're moving. I, you know, I wouldn't say that it's not valuable in some aspects, but as far as like putting on muscle, you're not going to get there unless you overload the muscle. 
So one thing I do want to say, this is an excellent time to say this. You should be checking with your physician before you're doing any of this. You should be exercising with uh, somebody who is a trainer or a professional that can tell you if you're doing it correctly, who can limit you or encourage you depending on, you know, where you are physically. So we're not suggesting anybody just jump right into any of this. This is just knowledge. This is what Amy did. Yes. This is Amy. This is Amy's story. What Amy did. Yeah. And we're not doctors here. Right. Not one of us is a doctor. Um, But I mean, we can look at Amy. We can see Amy has, a 70 pound weight loss. She looks better. She feels better. She's more confident yes. moving forward. Yes. You can learn more about her on her Instagram at fat to fit Amy P yes. and you can make these decisions on yourself by yourself. You're an adult, right? But this is one more opportunity to learn how somebody right. made changes in their at, life at, at over 50, which is really important. I mean, it's never too late. That's what we say. Right, that's it's what we're learning never, ever too late to start 100%. losing weight, working out, even if it is small, like yes. walking and lifting 10 pound weights, yes. you're doing something. You're doing something. And, it, and, and my whole thing is also for, for the ladies out there that are over 50, if you don't Again, I didn't know I would end up looking like this. This is a product of getting very lean and losing a lot of body fat that we all have this muscle. You just, you can see it on me because I have leaned out, but you still have the muscle. So anytime you're lifting weights, you're preserving that muscle. So anything is better than nothing for sure. There you go. Yeah, definitely. So, so if, if you're going to take anything away from this here, here are some of the things you could take away from this. You can... Meet and learn about Amy on her Instagram, fat to fit Amy P. And you can make decisions on your own because you're a grown up and you have access to knowledge, whether it's through your physician, your personal trainer, your, your, the, the internet is a source. It's certainly not the source, the only source, but what we love is hearing stories like yours, Amy, because what you do represent is that we still can completely have a 180 in our life. We can have a second 100%. act. We can do yes. different things than we've ever done. And there's a whole other aspect to this too. And I know you talk about this on your Instagram that you had to take, and we don't have time, unfortunately, in this episode, but you have to had to kind of get your friends on board and your family on board. And, and you, you, you say to them, you don't have to do these things, yes. but you have to accept that this is my new reality. Right. And that's not easy. No, when you're pe- in your fifties. Yeah. Families don't like change. They do not want change. Yes. So Amy, thank you for coming to see thank us and share. Absolutely much. delightful. Thank Amy. you so much. I appreciate you both so much. I oh, mean, and thanks. you care so deeply. It's clear that, I do. that people yes. find their health, they find their health. And again, you don't have to look like me. You don't have to lose 70 pounds, but if you have excess fat that you want and you just want to be a healthy, healthier person, like you said, in the second act of our lives, like let's write it out as healthily as we can. So that I told someone the other day, I am no longer living. Like I'm actually alive. Like Ooh, I, I love am, that. you know, I am just doing things I never would have thought I would do, but it's because I feel so good and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proving to myself that I'm capable and I'm not going to let my age define what I can and can't do. So this is a good time for us to yes. say, because we do have, um, we do have to close the show, but you know, so now you know where to find Amy and we'll put that in our show notes. Of course, we 
Would love it if you would share our podcast with one friend. Just one. We find that that's an easier ask than to say all the other things like, like, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. Just, just share with one friend. That's that's the most you can you can do. Join our ladies only group, Uncluttered and Unfiltered, ladies only on Facebook. We read everything. Read every single thing on there. And uh, in the meantime, what we love to say to you right now is you, whether it's, whether it's just your mindset or snacking, or 70 pounds, you can let it go. And don't look back. Hi, it's Eden. Christine and I absolutely love bringing you Uncluttered and Unfiltered the podcast for women over 50. For the first time, we're asking you for your help. A one-time or monthly donation from you will help us with production costs and help us grow this awesome community. Find a link to make a donation in our most recent show notes in our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only Facebook group pinned to the top or on our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Facebook page. And in advance, thank you.